Chiefs have a lot of activity going on. They've lost a few players today on day three of free agency. How does that affect their future and where are they going today on Locked On Chiefs Live? From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors, Kansas City Chiefs Kingdom and around the world. A lot of news going on today. We're going to get to it. Thanks for making us your first listen. But check out another Lockdown show for your next listen. We are free and part of this Lockdown podcast network that is growing all the time. Free for every platform that you can find. You want to listen. You want to watch. We got it all. Like, sub, and hit the the bell there over on YouTube and get subbed on the audio platforms because we got the news rolling for you a lot of it this afternoon. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting home of the athletic matrix that you can get at rogueapc.com, as well as the founder of NFL 33 and RGR football. And I'm the founder of Chiefs Corner. My name is Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. We do appreciate it. Please hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell on YouTube. And I do want to take this moment really quick before we jump into free agency to apologize. My internet went out as we were literally sitting down to go live. So wasn't me. sorry about that. Yeah, it wasn't Ryan this time. Sorry about that. We are live as soon as I possibly got internet back up. Uh, so here we go. Let's dive into free agency. There is a lot to talk about. Uh, Chiefs obviously signed two big players in Jawan Taylor and Charles Minihu. That is a big deal. Yeah. I, and we we hit it last night live uh, just to give you guys a little bit of fresh uh, commentary and, and instant reaction because it is a big deal. On further reflection, I think you see where they're going and, and what we're coming to realize today as well as – there are certain deals, certain positional types the Chiefs need to go out and spend on. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing at defensive end, and we're seeing it at offensive tackle, one of the four pillars. The other two are QB and corner. And then you get into like uh, four and a half would be wide receiver. That's probably the next thing up on the Chiefs list, whether it's in free agency or, or setting up to fill the ranks for the draft because Chiefs lost a couple of guys today we're going to talk about what that means. And I think we should start with Juju Smith-Schuster because as we understand, his deal with the Patriots really came down to an offer the Chiefs had put on the table. So for anybody who's concerned that maybe the Chiefs aren't going out of their way to to keep their, their notable free agents, they certainly had an offer on the table. But it came down to staying with the team, the continuity, and a chance to get another ring, or going for your first meaningful payday for a guy who had hoped to get it two years ago and then a year before that. And then ah, it gets to that point where he had an opportunity. I think he had to take it. I can't blame him for making the decision. And a lot of people are going to say three years, 33 million. That's not out of the realm of possibility of what the chiefs were offering, but evidently it was a bit under that. And this was clearly a better monetary deal for him. Do you think the chiefs missed the mark here on this deal? I don't. Uh, with the way the, the wide receiver market is broken out, uh, three years, 33 million is what Jacoby Myers got. I thought Myers was maybe a little bit of a better de- prospect or a better, better wide receiver, uh, that maybe would get a better deal. Uh, Juju signing for the same money that Myers got is kind of surprising to me. Uh, and the, the fact that the Patriots were willing to do that, uh, congrats to them. Uh, Juju's choosing to go from Patrick Mahomes to Mac Jones. And as a friend of the show, uh, Bobby Stroop pointed out he's also choosing to go from Andy Reid to Joe Judge. So good luck on that one. Uh, what I will say, though, on the contract, it looks like Juju is getting $22.5 million, I think, over the first two years. Uh, and with that being the case, I don't think Kansas City wanted to go there. And I'm guessing Kansas City also wanted to have 
more in-game or uh, roster uh, game active incentives that Juju probably wanted. That would be my guess. Uh, and the other part of this that we need to take into consideration is when you look at the Juju Smith-Schuster issue, it's I think Kansas City wanted him back. And I'm sure that, in like you said, they offered him a deal. They wanted him to come back. But they're going to only do it at whatever cost that they think is going to be right. And they're not going to guarantee money that they don't think that they're going to be able to get a return on. And while he didn't miss that many games for Kansas City this year, Kansas City knows what that knee looks like. They know what they're dealing with there. And I'm guessing that part probably played into it. It it may have. The concussion is also always something that is kind of something that adds up through your career. And you got to watch that as well. So in the end, they clearly made an effort. It didn't work out. I can't fault uh, Juju for making his choice and moving on. It leaves the Chiefs with a, a slightly lesser wide receiver room, but one that we knew was going to be in for a lot of change. Obviously, Sky Kadarius are going to be stalwarts. MVS is still on the roster. Now, given the Juju departure, how do you feel about MVS still being on the roster? I think folks were looking for him to be moved out last week. Now it looks like, hey, you got a safety blanket here. Well, I think he's going to be the safety blanket now. Whether he's not on, whether or not he's on the roster in 2024 is going to be the next question. I, I don't think there's any question he's going to be on the roster in 2023, unless Kansas City swings for the stars and goes and gets two veteran wideouts and drafts another, and then maybe you consider MBS not being here. I don't see that being the case. So when you look at MBS being here, he is a safety blanket. He knows the offense. He can step in and, and play. The question is, is with him, can you get him to a point where he has the chemistry that Juju had or even close to the chemistry Juju seemed to have with Mahomes late in the season? If he can get there, he can be a valuable piece, but he has to get to that point. He absolutely does. And how that all builds together is is the next step in the evolution. Now, the Chiefs have, have lost two other free agents. We're going to talk about them coming up after the break, and we're also going to get back to What does this look like going forward? Shout out to a bunch of our fans. We were a little bit delayed technologically tonight, but thanks to to Terry and Chad and Jacob, uh, Scott Vansel, Cole. Thank you all for being here and waiting us out as we try to put things together. We're going to answer your wide receiver questions coming up here after the break. But at first, I got to tell you, if if you want to get in the action, now is the time because the tournament is about to start. It is the NBA season in full swing as well, and you can get your props on on football-related bets as well. You do that at FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now they're giving you a no-sweat first bet. You lay a $5 bet and it loses, you can earn up to $1,000 in free bonus bets onto your account. Now, that is dependent on the, the original bet and what it cost you there, but it is coming back to you if you can't get that first one to fall. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, it's super easy to use, it makes your life easy, and you can roll everything that you want together, whether it's wins, whether it's rebounds, whether it's three-pointers from downtown. You can get it all in the same game parlay and actually boost your winnings. That's the way to do it. So don't miss your chance right now that no-sweat first bet from FanDuel. It's up to 1000 bonus dollars in bonus bets on your account at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can see that at the bottom of the screen. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can find it all there. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner, betting partner of the NBA and the NFL. Now, uh, spending partner, that's a different kind of term. But uh, if I was betting, I I knew that the Chiefs were going to lose some free agents. That was was not anywhere around it. We're going to get to... Uh, what replaces them? We're going to get to your questions about the wide receivers in particular coming up. But first, 
have to give credit to uh, a big loss for me. Um, kudos to Josh Briscoe, who had to talk me down on the radio today um, about my 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 fear and loathing of not having a fullback on the roster. But then the, the, that was the first punch. The second punch comes in, and Colin Saunders is leaving as well, down to the Saints, who he's going to back up there uh, with with Sorensen, with uh, with Matthew. A lot of friendly faces. Connell Passigno is down there, I understand. So uh, that was kind of a secondary blow to my ego today. Yeah, and I think that that makes a lot of sense why it's a little you. You really like Colin Saunders. I think he was a good player for Kansas City. I appreciate what he was able to do when he was here. You know, you look at this, and I think Kansas City was always going to lose players. And it's it comes down to the fact they don't have the money. I, I mean, we don't know right now, and I wish I could tell you because I've been looking and I've been trying to get numbers on all these players that they have signed, uh, how much they've signed for, so I could give you some idea of what their salary cap is. But as of right now, they haven't restructured anybody that we know about. What that means is they have to be extremely close to the salary cap uh, based on all the tenders that they did, which we'll talk about in the, in the third segment, and all the players that they have signed. I Aminihu mean, has a deal that uh, gave him, I think, $7.25 million guarantee or as a signing bonus, which is like three point six against the cap plus his salary for the year, which I'm guessing is around $1 million. So he's probably around five. On the cap, Kansas City didn't really have much more than that. Uh, they were about seven when when we were looking at this before. That was before Shane Buchel. I think they're probably closer to six before that. Then you talk a mini Hugh, maybe they're under a million dollars. Could be. Lots of questions. They could have accomplished a number of things, and we just don't know yet either. Yep. Uh, so that's, that's really the, the darkness that is descending upon us. It's not the retreat that Aaron Rodgers – ran into and folks i i'm i'm no longer in that darkness i'm all out of it it's all good thank you but losing colin saunders arguably the best thump linebacker they've had in kansas city for the last five years chris isn't paying enough attention but anyway, no, i pay attention uh, i heard you i heard you thump linebacker yeah very funny uh, and for I the saints you. fans that might be checking out this show yes colin colin saunders can play linebacker for you in goal line situations just go ask Jalen Hurts how how quick he really is. Uh, he has a, a, an athleticism I think will be missed a little bit. The Chiefs have an opportunity to go uh, collect some other athletes as they, they look to build up that defensive line group. That's going to be an interesting one. And the, the piece that just happened is also on the defensive side. Happened this afternoon. And is Juan Thornhill going to the Cleveland Browns? That's three for seven. Uh, I'm sorry, three for 21, a seven-per-year uh, seven average. That's more than I expected the Chiefs to offer him. So I can't say that I'm surprised. I would have liked to seen them work it out because I think he's just now recovering back to where his injury had him during the, the tail end of his rookie season. Um, but I, I think the Browns are getting a player that still has ceiling to go. And, and I wish him the best. I think Brian Cook kind of made it that you didn't have to offer him a whole lot of money, though, didn't he? Yeah, and I think that's why Kansas City took – one of the reasons they took Cook. I think that they really liked what he was able to bring on special teams and that he was going to be able to step in there and help year one. Uh, and they, they were looking down the line and, and deciding, we're going to have to not pay some people. And, and this is the reality of what they're going to have to deal with with the Mahomes contract and with Chris Jones being almost $30 million against the cap this year and all these other you know big-name veterans that Kansas City has on their roster, you know, and Tooney and Kelsey and those types of guys – they're going to have to not pay some people and safety is one of those positions where they had to go get cheaper. And that's what they did uh, by bringing in Brian cook. I think cook is going to be a good player. Uh, and I think that I'm excited to see what he can do in year two as a starter. 
Uh, the, now, the one thing I will say, they have a replacement for Thornhill, but this doesn't keep them from necessarily going out and drafting another safety. They must in the set that one. Well, I'm talking even in the second or third round. I yeah. can't imagine they would take one in the first, but day two, I would think that they could still be looking at a safety, uh, and, and maybe that's the direction they go. Uh, it doesn't have to be a safety, but it wouldn't shock me. Could even be fourth round, folks. Remember the name Christopher Smith, University of Georgia dog. Uh, one of my favorites in this draft class. Not the best athlete, but a guy that just makes plays, and he's going to be available for the Chiefs when they need to select him, not at the top of their first-round selections. Um, so that all comes to say that you lose some guys because of this situation that you're in. When you have superstars of the Patrick Mahomes ilk, of Chris Jones' stature, of Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame projection, uh, it makes it difficult to keep everyone, just like you said. And that comes back to, what are you going to do now? It is going to be about backfilling, maybe shifting the direction a little bit. I don't think that uh, Colin Saunders' departure is completely disassociated from the Amenahu signing because Amenahu played tackle at uh, the 49ers as well. He can play both pieces. And I think that is continuing down the line of what I see as an evolving mush rush. Everybody can play everywhere up front for the Kansas City Chiefs in 2023. And that's going to be fantastic to watch because when you don't know where the rush is coming from, you don't know where those guys are going to line up. It's really hard to figure out what you're going to do as an offensive line. You can call all the schemes you want and you can try to match up as best you can, but running stunts and twists and all of that with these different guys that they're going to have is going to be a lot of fun to watch and see what they're able to do in that regard. I agree completely. Now, that said, it's going to be a process of replacing those players, bringing in new ones, and I think the draft is going to play more of a, of a factor there. But I know what you guys want to talk about, and I know what you want to hear about. It is how do you rebuild the wide receiver group? And there are a lot of specific questions out there. We're going to answer them. What do they do about D-Hop? Are they going after someone else that's an aging veteran? Who do they look at that can come in and fill a role now that Juju has departed? We're going to cover those questions on the backside of this coming up next. Okay, we're going to start at the top because a lot of great questions in the chat. Again, thank you for joining us live tonight. We very much do appreciate it. If you would check out our sponsors, we appreciate that. Support those that support us and hit that thumbs up on YouTube. That very much helps. I hope that you're already a sub, but if not, welcome to the show. So we're going to get back here because I, I think, uh, Terry, you asked a very good question about you know waiting for the second and third wave free agents. I think that is part of it because I think the other thing in the back of the mind right now is the comp pick scenario. You're losing quality players. They're going to play a lot of snaps for other teams. You don't want to go out too far on a limb. Drafting rookies does not affect the comp. So you got to be careful. It's the free agency thing. So where do they go next? Could they make a splash or do they make multiples? I'm glad you bring up the comp picks because I really do think that that's something that they're looking at because they had a lot of free agents that you were expecting to get money uh, Saunders signing for a big deal, Thornhill signing for a semi-big deal. That's going to be comp pick eligible. Uh, maybe Saunders and, and uh, you know, maybe Andrew Wiley isn't probably going to be a comp pick eligible. I would think that it's with Taylor and a Minihue so far, those are going to kind of, comp, you know, get rid of probably Saunders and, and Wiley at this point in comp picks. Uh, if Brown goes and signs a free agent contract somewhere, I would expect it's going to be big enough to give them a comp pick for Brown, and maybe that takes over and Wiley's does become a comp pick. All those are going to be something that's going to be set in stone after the draft happens. Uh, mm -hmm. The one thing I do want to point out on comp picks, if you sign a free agent after May 9th, 
that free agent is not somebody that is eligible to take away one of your comp picks that you could be getting for somebody else. So right. that's why Tyron Matthew didn't bring Kansas City a comp pick this past year because he signed right. after May 9th. So something to watch. I do think that they're taking that into account. Whether or not it's going to be a guy like D-Hop, we'll see. Uh, it's hard to know. D-Hop right now is a trade still. So that personally wouldn't work into the formula. But if he does get released, I think it becomes more of a reality. And that's Chris Wanzer's question. Does this mean by not retaining you that they're going after D-Hop? And, and I have to say right now, I'm still a hard no on that because of the salary involved and because of the age of the player. Now, if he does hit the free market, then I think that changes. Do you agree or do you see it a different way? If they're going to make moves and they're going to adjust Mahomes' number, that's the only way they're going to make money for Diop. So to me, that's the way you have to do it, and I don't think they want to go that direction. So I can't see them bringing Diop in. I could be wrong. We'll see. Maybe he's willing to re we're willing to redo his deal to bring his number down. Uh, he said he was going to be willing to work with teams, but he's already at a cheaper rate than you would think that he would come at, at the, in the first place. So I don't see that being really an option. Uh, you know, another guy out there, Adam Thielen, was cut from the from the Vikings. That's a guy that is possibly you could bring in. It wouldn't affect the comp status at all because he was cut. Mm -hmm. That That is significant. I mean, that goes a long way in, in helping you towards your matriculation through your dynastic series. And I, and I am I am more and more convinced that this is about planning about the long haul, about how you stay within striking distance. So what else is out there? You mentioned Thielen, and I think you, you have a good point. I think age is a factor there as well. Um, a lot of folks asking if they bring back McColl Hardman now. I think what's happening for McColl is exactly what we told you a couple of weeks ago, that there isn't a whole lot of market for him right now. He's still currently injured. So if anything, I think he's a guy that probably doesn't get a contract until after May, after the draft. And teams come to the realization about what they either were or were not able to do. Now, we've heard a lot of rumors about all, all the wide receivers in particular uh, blowing up Patrick's phone, A, usually quarterbacks exchange numbers. I don't know why all the wide receivers have his number all of a sudden, but for one of you guys that don't have a job, hook me up. I'd like to be able to call Patrick myself, so uh, let me know if you can do uh, That said, there's one big one still out there, and so my question, uh, and Scott Vansel wants to know this as well, and kudos to you, Scott. Uh, does this mean that because of the interest and because everybody's seeking payment and making their bags as they should for younger players, maybe an older player who might still have something left in the tank and has made a ton of money, maybe he's in a position to come into Kansas City and wants to play with the best ever and wants to get that ring. He's got one from Los Angeles, but maybe he wants another and doesn't have to be uh, you know, that that huge money sink into the roster. Is OBJ more? of an option now in your thought process, or is it just still dependent on whether he's healthy? I don't think it's the health. I think it's the money. Okay. Uh, the rumors about OBJ is that he's still wanting 20 million a year. If that's the case, there's no way he's coming to Kansas city. Uh, what I will say and what I think is becoming more and more likely scenario, at least in my mind, when it comes to wide receiver is I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas city sees the wide receiver that they like in the, in the draft, and they trade up and go get him because the reality is, is that you're trying to look at a position of need, and that's what wide receiver is right now. And that is probably going to be the most important position that you could probably draft at 31 or anywhere close to 31, because you're not going to get a defensive end that you're going to feel great about, I don't think, 
Could be wrong. We'll see how that turns out. Obviously, Carl Loftus was there last year, but I don't think anybody expected Carl Loftus to be there at 31. Well, so, well, okay, yeah. fair enough. But my point is, is the other side of the DN question is, is it going to be somebody that's going to be able to step in and be a DE1, or is it going to be another DE2 type like Carl Loftus? Right. Some people say he's a DE2 versus DE1. So that's a question there. So if you can go get a DE, maybe you do a defensive end, maybe you do that. I don't think they're looking at left tackle anymore, but who knows? I'm not convinced. Well, I, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying that they're not for for sure, but they did a lot of homework on on the on the left tackles or on tackles in general at the combine. So it's mm-hmm. possible that all this is okay. They're saying Jawan Taylor is going to be their left tackle. It could all be smoke. Maybe they're going to go trade up and get a left tackle and. They're going to have that be their position, and they're going to go out and they're going to have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and they're going to give Patrick five seconds every down to throw. Maybe that's going to be what they're going to do. I'm not sure, but they've given themselves enough flexibility. I expect that the first round and maybe even a second or third round pick, because I expect that they're going to need to trade up if they're going to want to get a proven position like a wide receiver or a left tackle type. They're going to have to trade up to go get them. I don't think they can stay at 31 to get it. Yeah, I mean, it depends what they're looking for, um, especially if they want to go the X-style wide receiver, the bigger, taller, stronger type guy. There's nobody outside of Quentin Johnson in the first round that's even going to be amongst the selections. Uh, you can get those guys in the second and third, and I think they're probably comfortable with that. I personally have one guy in particular I'd love to see in Kansas City. His name's A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest. If y'all haven't seen him, he's on my wide receiver rankings. You can find those at NFL33.com. Go get subbed today. Right. Brett Coleman just did an interview with him and, and said it was fantastic. He did fantastic in the interview. And yeah. we have another Cole just – how about those Chiefs just threw out there Darius Slayton? I think he's still an option. Yeah. But the problem but the problem is, is again, it's money. It's a question of does Kansas City have the money to be able to do something like that? If he's willing to take an incentive deal like Juju did, I think Kansas City could look at that. But right. – They've still got to create the cap space to be able to do something like that. And Slayton's going to want a longer term deal, more than a one year deal, I would think. That's kind of how I would feel about it, too. But again, this is always, especially when you're in free agency, you're out there in the wind and you're looking for your next home. It does become a little bit about, okay, do I really have to push for that much money? Or am I looking to find someplace I can land that they want me? They can put me into the offense and I have a chance to win a ring. And I do think, even though. Maybe Slayton is one of the guys that's beating down the door. It's in the back of his mind and always is because when you play with this particular quarterback, it's always got to be on your mind. I think that that's what really drives a lot of subconscious decisions, not necessarily, you know, the, the out front ones, but I think they're going to have the, their options. The The third tier of free agency is generally where Brett Beach wants to make his money. And he's going to make sound investments that pay off big, just like he did for Juju. Right. And yeah, that is, and they're going to have to create cap space to do that. We're going to see what they're going to do because right now they don't have enough to sign the draft class. They don't have enough to sign. Uh, I don't think anybody, hardly anybody right now. They don't definitely don't have enough for their draft class. They don't have enough to operate for the season. So they're going to have to make some moves and make some adjustments with contracts. I still think Chris Jones is going to get an extension just because I think that that's what their main priority is. Um, and I'm surprised that that, that that has not happened at this point. Uh, Talon M, I, I appreciate what you said. I, I like JSN too. I would love to see them get Jackson Smith and Jigba. 
uh, in Kansas City. I know that a lot of people don't think he fits what uh, you would necessarily want, but I would like to see him in KC. I hate it when this happens because now I have to be the voice of reason about one of the players that I really love in this class because I've been on him since last year when he played against Utah in the bowl game. Uh, I had a couple of friends that were at that game and really turned me on to him then. But here's the thing. He's likely going to play mostly inside, just like Sky and just like I think Tony should. I know Tony can play outside, but I think he's best out of the slot. So I just think there's a log jam in there. Not to say it can't happen, but a couple of other questions real quick from uh, Fan Dizzle. Does Zeke fit in KC? If Clyde's not here, sure, you can recover a little bit of money, but he's got to basically play for a rookie contract. And getting no no Jerry dollars from Kansas City, I'll get, I'll tell you that. That's yeah, I don't think he fits in. I don't think he fits in Kansas City personally, but okay, that's fine. Uh, I think but he's just going to want too much. Who else? Allen Robinson, a trade possibility. Allen Robinson went to LA and, and and fell asleep. I don't know that he, that he's woke back up to tell you the truth. And trading for anybody of that caliber, I don't think he's in the plans. Again, if he gets to free agency and they decide to part ways with him, then it's a whole different conversation because then it's about, we can give you this. Do you want to be part of this next chief evolution or not? Allen Robinson's cap number is 18, 000, or $18 million. That only includes less than $3 million on a prorated bonus. So it's 15.25 to sign him. Uh, for 2023, I do not think that's in the cards for um, Allen Robinson. I don't think, you know, I I wouldn't give that to Allen Robinson, a 30-year-old wide receiver. And that's the other issue with OBJ. That's another reason why I probably don't think that they're going to go out with with OBJ. I just don't see that happening. Now, maybe that I'm wrong. Maybe they figure out a way to get it done. Mahomes has to have, would need his, restructured done by Friday, I believe. It's the third day of the league year, which would be Friday. So it's if they're quick. going to restructure, we'll know. Uh, and they've got some other guys they can restructure. They can make cap space to, to bring in people. Um, there's a lot of other teams that are doing that right now. Uh, Buffalo Bills are, are one of them. They've restructured a ton of people trying to make cap space and just trying to keep some of their own guys. Uh, Eagles have started doing that too. So a lot of questions as to how these teams are going to be built and how things are going to happen going forward, though. I agree. And, you know, thanks for all of you for being here and bringing the questions. We do appreciate it. Doug and Talon. Um, Cole was with us from uh, from How About Those Chiefs. Uh, Cole's always got good ideas. Kurt, nice to see you. Ben, uh, JC, a lot of great questions. The, the question just becomes, what is their priority? And these days, it is silence out of one arrowhead drive. Most years, we get a little bit of an idea. Uh, most years, there's a little bit more chatter coming out of the building. They got to lock down this time, and I am not yep. hearing anything. So it, for all I know, Chris has already extended, and they just haven't released the numbers. Well, that's possible. And if that's the case, then they have plenty of cap to be able to do whatever the heck they want. Uh, D-Money just asked, will the Chiefs ever have a top 10 defense in the Mahomes era? I would say it's going to be unlikely if they have to spin their way to get there. They'd have to draft consistently well at all positions to be able to do that because I just don't see them spinning the cap on that side of the ball. Because to me, where you spend your money is on offense, and I'm not just talking about Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking about the offensive line. If you're going to spend a lot of money, you spend money there because it's going to pay off in spades keeping your star quarterback healthy and upright. And just to to double down on what you said, in order to build a defense that is of that caliber – it has to continue to be in the draft. And what does that mean? They've achieved that in the secondary. They've achieved that at the linebacker level. 
Now it's about the front. It's about going back to the drawing board, augmenting Chris with Karloftis as a start. Now you have to continue that. Menahue is is a temporary. Now at his cost, uh, at what is it, uh, eight-ish a year, unless there's escalators, I, I think the big deal here is you still have room to add a draft edge that can become your one eventually. And if you do that and you fill in at the tackle spot, I'm really excited for Turk Wharton coming back. There is a possibility to get the front caught up to the, the secondary and the linebacker level. Yep. A lot of questions, a lot of things that could happen between now and draft day, and we will have you covered five days a week. And to Benjamin Watchell that just said, I don't, or that he thinks that LT is still a possibility. It is a possibility. I, I, I will say it's a possibility. I'm just not sold that they're going to go that direction because I think they have other needs. Uh, but if they want to go get a left tackle, they're going to have to move up. They can't stay at 31. That's what it's going to come down to. I mean, maybe Broderick can, you know, find a doobie somewhere at a party next week and he can, he can, make none of those are going to fall. Through. None of the, none of those big name guys are going to fall to them at the, at 31. That's the reality of it. Come on, bro. You never know. I, I wish. No, I really do wish. It'd be awesome if they could, but I just don't see it happening. All you Georgia boosters, I'm relying on you. Let's make it happen here. Uh, thank you guys for being with us. Thanks for all of your questions and your support. Appreciate your, your being with us live. Something that we're trying to do a little bit more often to get instant reaction going. Let us know who are you going to miss the most out of the guys that were let go today and, and ended up signing in other teams. We're going to get back tomorrow unless some other major news happens and start looking again forward. We're going to mock draft on Monday like we always do. It's going to be a great week. Thanks for being here. We are five days a week. So if you're with us now, be with us tomorrow. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you then.